Hey, I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. And we're the Leftovers. No, we're not. Yes, we are. I did not agree to that. Hey, Chris. Hey, Mark. What do you think about talking about influences today? I don't want to. There's a lot of influences in our lives. When you think about influences, you think about people, things. There's, it's, the list is so long. So the first thing I think about, music and how it influenced my life. From early on, when I was a little kid, uh, music was a large influencer to me. What about you? Yeah, I liked a whole bunch of I liked a whole different range of music genres depending on how I felt that day or week or year. Yes. So, so I was thinking when I was about I'm I can't remember exact age, but if I say eight, I get the idea of I was young. So I would give live performances after dinner, right? I'd go in the room, I'd cut the music on, I would come I would come out after uh, everybody had eat, and I'm giving a live performance to Elvis, like Hound Dog or Jailhouse Rock or something. And I would just be giving them a, a live performance because at that age, Elvis was a great influence to me, great influence. And so those live performances, I still remember today of, uh, you know, Hound Dog and those kind of things. Probably... The family, they don't even remember that, but I do. I thought that was a big deal. I was letting Elvis sing, and I was doing the moves. That was a great influence in my life. Thrusting them hips back and forth. I was trying. I was, I was young. I was, I was doing everything I had. I thought what Elvis would look like at that age singing. But, yeah, I remember his music from a really, really early age and the influence that it had on me. When he passed away in 1977, I remember that, and I was really sad that, that Elvis Elvis had passed away. That that affected me, to know that a big star, you know, like that was now gone. He was an, an influence. he was an influ influential person in your yes, life, whether much. it was a personal relationship or not. He was influential. Yeah, we didn't have a personal relationship. I didn't know him personally. Yeah. But his music influenced me tremendously. I was the same way when uh, Chester Bennington, he was the one of the lead singers for Linkin Park. Okay. And that, that was a band from middle school up until he passed away. That was, was a nostalgic feel, feeling to listen to Linkin Park mm -hmm. because that's what I grew up with. I had their very first album, Hybrid Theory, and one of the few So how, how old are we talking? Oh, what age? Well, anywhere from 10 to 12, okay. starting to listen to them. Early, early teenager, uh, yeah. yeah, starting getting double digits ages. Remember saying that? Oh, I'm double digits now. Yeah, you're gonna be double digits the rest of your life. <laughs> Don't get so excited. <laughs> Unless you hit the triple digits. Hey, that's you know that's a goal. Shoot for a century. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't know that I know this Lincoln. Lincoln Park. Park. I'm not sure I know that. Maybe if I heard them, because I've listened to all kinds of music. Uh, but I was I was thinking about another influential. But here's the thing about music. Here's what I want to say. So the reason that you remember Lincoln Park, maybe it was a time and place when you first heard them, 
that you do you, you remember listening to them right that was that was oh, a yeah. thing so maybe you were changing a uh, young man like i say you're going to double digits so that may have been a big deal so lincoln park could have been an influential uh like rollover from nine to ten it's like wow i'm ten lincoln park they're rocking uh so <laughs> that was the influence and you remember listening to them and how that affected you yeah i think the same thing about elvis some of his music and he, what i look at his younger uh, earlier stuff rather um you know hound dog joe house rock that style of music really quick minute and a half to three minute kind of music now i think it sounds kind of cheesy but his stuff later on in the early 70s before he passed away to me was a little bit more when i was young i thought it sounded silly but when i got older I thought I got way more out of that than the hound dog stuff and that kind of thing. But I was thinking, in general, when you remember a song, why do you remember that song? Wonder the reasoning behind you listening or remembering when you heard that song. Because it has a meaning to the lyrics or just the way you feel inside uh, or how the way you're thinking it something very sentimental to you for that that feeling my very first song listening to uh lincoln park there's just a i don't know how long it is there's just a part where he's just screaming shut up for so long and i guess that was a time in my life where i was i know that song (laughs) where I guess it was a time in my life where I that was uh, biscuit and then shut up. That's, that's but it's just there was a time in my life where I was having Need some hard times, up. and I just wanted everybody to shut, shut up, up and just let, let me, me think. Be. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I remembered a Phil Collins song in the air tonight. I'm sure you've heard it. You know, the drum. You know, the very first time I heard that song. Was a was night. I was young. Radio was on. Song played, and it really struck me. It was like, wow, there's something about that song. To this very day, when I hear that song, I go right back to when I was young and the very first time I heard that song. That was an influence. That song was an, in, and I will never forget that. The first and, time I heard Phil Collins was in the Tarzan movie, the animated Disney. Tarzan movie. That was the first time. I... And then to to wind up with the influences in music, I was thinking how easy it was for me when you were at the store looking for a record album. People still looking for those today. Yeah, because it's like nostalgic. It's vintage. So in the same section as Elvis Presley was Prince. The P's were all right there together. And so another great influence to me was Prince. Purple Rain. And so a lot of his music were special to me because, you know, when you're a teenager, everything is, you know, it's great or it's terrible. There's no in-between. It's like crisis or something's happened every second. And so listening to his music... And of course, I remember, you know, specific times and places listening to his stuff and, you know, reading, uh, you know, album, cassette, CD, going down the road, 
covers inside there was written stuff and so reading reading that stuff was influential to me um so we're talking about uh influences in our lives right now we're talking about music there's other influences all up and down the line but uh to wind up music and how influential it is in general in general music is very influential um, I don't think your generation listens to music the way my generation did. Because in my day, <laughs> don't want to date myself, my day, you cut the radio on and whatever was playing, you listen to. Doesn't work that way today. I think it, I think it changes somewhat generation to generation. Because I hear a lot of your generation's music and then into the early 90s, mid-2000s, it was sports teams. And I hate to say it, but I think we're moving into the day where politicians are the influencers, and I hate it. Mm. Either politicians or political figures. Because that, that's what's choosing the way of influence these days, is who's the popular politician. But do you think... An 18-year-old guy, because we're guys, we can think like guys, whether they're younger than us or not. Do you think an 18-year-old guy uh, just graduated high school is sitting there right now thinking, hmm, uh, Joe Biden is a great influence on my life? I don't think so. No. What I'm thinking, what a, a guy, an 18-year-old guy mm. is thinking, okay, what does this girl care about? Right. How do I get into her pants? That's um, an influence. Okay, she likes this politician over here because she's so into this pride. Or, or not. Maybe she could care less about politics. I think a lot, my opinion, a lot of young folks could care less. I know when I was 18, I, who was president? I don't care. Are the girls looking at me? You know what I'm saying? That's a great influence. And I think it'll always be that way. Young guys are looking for girls' attention. Yes, but then everybody is looking to what's the new cool thing? What's the... What is the new cool thing? <laughs> Silence. Is that the new cool thing? I, I, I was never cool in high oh, school. Well, I mean, me neither. Me either. I was, I, I'm never cool. So I was I, country I when cool country thing. wasn't cool. But I mean... So you go back and you look at the area you were talking about. Oh, Elvis Presley. Everybody wanted to be like Elvis Presley yeah. or Prince or Michael Jackson. Mm. Then you move into the early nine, late 80s, early 90s, into the 2000s. You had everybody wanting dressing like Allen Iverson or mm. uh, uh, Michael Jordan. People, mm. Why do you think Jordans are the big craze? Because Michael yeah. Jordan made them... Sure. Big influencer. Kobe Bryant. Uh, you know, Shaquille one reason O'Neal. Jordan was so influential, he didn't um, preface his political beliefs. Which he left it open thing. to your determination, what you thought about it. He said, in, he said Republican or Democrat, buy shoes. He right. didn't care as long as he made his money. Exactly. And he didn't put it out there. No. I think that's smart. It is smart because you go to today – LeBron James all the time is putting out his politics. It's like, yes. shut up. You're getting paid millions of dollars to dribble about. But he is due to have an opinion. 
Nothing wrong with that. You don't have to agree with him. If someone asks him, or any sports figure, what, which side of the aisle do you lean toward? They're due to give their opinion. You can like it or not. In, but, influential. But, there, but, there, but there's a difference. When you're paid, when you are paid millions of dollars for a certain purpose, mm-hmm. that he is to play basketball. Yes, that's his specialty. Mm-hmm. That's his. He he's due to have his opinion. Yes, mm-hmm. but people won't take him seriously unless he has the right politics. I don't understand. Okay, LeBron James. If LeBron James was on the right, Mm -hmm. quotes, right side Mm -hmm. of the the political sphere, Mm -hmm. he wouldn't be as popular as he is. You don't think? No. I do. I don't. He'd be popular with the right side. Not so much. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't be as popular because the mainstream media leans left. So when they hear that he's more right leaning, mm-hmm. they're not going to put him out as much. ESPN, you wouldn't hear nearly as much about LeBron James on ESPN, or most of the Fox Sports shows, or the mainstream press. You'd hear about his, oh, he had a great game, but you wouldn't hear about his politics. Mm-hmm. Same thing. I mean, the only reason uh, Tim Allen, you know, his politics is because he came out. And the people on the left got mad about his politics because he came out and supported Donald Trump. But, you know, we're talking about right and left, Uh, Republican, Democrat, conservative. and The right side being Republican, left side being the Democrats. So if you you think, and I think a lot of people think this way, that the news coverage— and the the news in general is the mainstream left, media left leaning. Yes, is le- I'm not I'm not saying they might be. I'm saying they are. So so if they are, I'm saying they are. Then why, as a right winger, watch it? I don't. Again, if okay, I believe when again let's let's reverse this a little. Time, time out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back. Why do you listen to the other side's opinion? Is so that you can know what they're putting out there, so that when people bring you, oh, the main this mainstream media place said this, you need to know what people are going to use to back up their opinions, and then you take it and you show them the facts, like this is what it actually is. Yes. So you think the news uh, media is influential one one way? You don't think they influence each way? No. Just a one-way influence. Mainstream media. Not just the main, but I mean, even our local news, you watch it. It's not trying to be equal towards. I believe, I believe this. I believe news casters in general years ago was that they reported the news it was years it was years ago yes they reported the news saying this has happened this is what has happened this is how didn't have an agenda so to say yes i believe there is an agenda now i just want to sway a little off of that and to say do you think 
that the like okay if you wake up tomorrow morning and the news or the weather says today's going to be sunny and 100 degrees um does that sway you to do one thing or the other versus the weather the weather people saying well today is going to be 60 degrees and rainy regardless what it's really going to do hearing rain or sunshine cooler weather or warmer weather does that influence you to in your mind to think hey today i'm going to do this today i'm going to to do that does that influence your mind on the front end before you've ever looked outside or whatever yes that i mean when you hear it's going to be 98 degrees or 60 degrees that depends on what you're going to wear for the day Mm -hmm. or how i guess more so than that does it get your mind adjusted to a certain yes because you hear it's going to be such a such a such temperature and you're like oh it's going to be hot or mm-hmm. oh it's going to be cool or mm-hmm. oh, it's cool oh i mean but yeah it's going to be hot or or it's going to be cool you know mm-hmm. for, for, for the, the people, people that love hot weather yeah it's 100 degrees or, or it's a, it could affect you differently than me or you know other folks so to use that influence if you went to the doctor and the doctor says chris i'm sorry you've got this regardless if you had it or not we're just hypothetical here chris you have this and you're like oh man i didn't want that you know it wasn't time for that and so that doctor has a great influence on you, regardless if it's really there or not. The reason I use that with the weather is when I was growing up, again, we're going back to when I was a kid a lot for some reason. When they said tornado, somebody's house getting torn down. That was a tornado. Today, when they say tornado, it's 8,000 feet in the air. It's over our heads it's still there they have the technology to to say there's a tornado there they have the technology to tell you hey these clouds over here are starting to spin that's exactly right same way with the doctor the technology today can tell you hey chris you have this you have that years ago maybe they didn't have that technology but the same person still had this or that so because you know something it's going to change your mindset. The influence that that we have given technology is tremendous. It changes our lives. So with that, I was thinking, you know, the, the Internet in general, when, when it first came around, what a change in our life. What an influencer that, that deal really was. And it is today prevalent. Um, so when the, when the internet started, of course, it's like everything, it's at a slow roll. And then here we are today, the, the, you know, kids in general will, will grab a phone and without having a conversation to you, uh, they're looking at the phone. The phone is a great 
and I use the word great not like it's wonderful, but great like it's large, influencer on their lives. Uh, would you say uh, your cell phone is a great influencer on your life? Has been, is, will be, how does that look? Oh yeah, technology, whether it be a phone or computer, whatever, technology is a real big influence. I mean, the internet in itself has made it to where people that are in different countries can talk to each other. People across the city, state, or people that are in the same house don't even have to use their voice to talk to one another. It's a typing of a phone and sending it. Alexa. I don't have Alexa, so. Oh, it's a great tool. You can holler at somebody in the other room, you know. You don't have to actually scream it. Just say, Alexa. Hope somebody's listening to this right now, and I just started it off. Alexa, call so-and-so. That's awesome. Well, you don't have to, you don't have to use your voice. Yeah. you got a cell phone on your hand. True. You can text True. it to somebody. But, you know, if you're laying out prone, and you don't want to move, you can just say it out loud. Alexa, I want to watch Gunsmoke. Or if you're breastfeeding a child and you can't talk. I've never get, done that. My wife does it all the time at oh, night, getting feeding our child. And it's like, texting me, hey, mm-hmm. I don't have a passy. Help. <laughs> I text her back, you should have grabbed one before you, you sat down. You should have one before, yeah. Great influencer there. <laughs> but, yeah, I think the, the Internet, the you know, all of our technologies – us, us doing a podcast. It's amazing. You know, years ago, years ago, just not long ago at all, you thought how impossible that is to get your voice out there to hear, to have many people hear. Uh, but now, you know, we can set laptop, cell phones, a couple microphones, and we can put a podcast out. It's pretty amazing stuff. We could be an influencer to those out there. If they, if they decide to listen, we can't make anybody listen. No, but the ones listening is the one we're talking to. We're not talking to the ones that's not listening. Uh, television influencers. I know, again, I think today's youth and, and younger, like yourself, um, guys, aren't watching television like I watch television. No, because back in the day, all you had was three channels. And- yes. Black and white. No, we had color. I didn't live in the black and white. Although, my very first Atari had a black and white television. Andy Griffith was black and white. Right. But that's in the 60s. I wasn't alive then. Don't lie. No, I wasn't alive in the 60s. But what I'm saying is, back back in your day, you had to watch something that was on TV. Not necessarily. You didn't have to watch TV at all. Let me... Mm -hmm. If he wanted to watch something, you had to watch what was on the three mm-hmm. channels you had. That's true. Mm-hmm. And then as cable came out, mm-hmm. you had six, whatever. 20-ish. But now we're to the day of yeah. there are thousands of channels. Don't even know how many have. And not only can you watch whatever's on there, but you mm-hmm. go on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, and mm-hmm. you can binge watch do you an think entire that show do you think that's overload oh yeah oh it, it is when you what? have too many things to uh make a choice about mm-hmm. you, you don't, don't pick, pick anything. anything you know how many times i've sat there at night 
and went through all the things I could watch and wind up watching nothing. That's amazing to me. I'm the one doing it. And I'm like, why didn't you pick anything? I couldn't. I couldn't I couldn't pick it. That's great. You got three channels, you're gonna pick something. <laughs> you can pick something that's nothing. That's right. I can turn it off, okay. Whereas you've got thousands of channels, Netflix, who you go through all of that, that's three hours worth of searching. Yeah. And, and you, that was actually what you watched, is what you were choosing. That was your program. Because you can spend 30 minutes choosing. Used to, 30 minutes was a, a, a episode of Good Times. That was your whole program. I loved Good Time. Great influence. James Evans was an influence on my life. I'm not joking. I loved watching Good Times. Was I ever going to live in the ghetto in Chicago? Probably not. But watching that program, that was a great influence on my life. Chips, a great show in the day. I loved watching Chips. Was I going to be out in sunny California on the on the freeway and see 18 cars pile up? Probably not. But that show was a great influence on my life. One more that was a great influence on my life was the Waltons. I remember when their house caught fire, and I felt terrible for them when their house caught fire. It was like, oh, man, the Waltons have lost their house. John Boy was smoking. He caught the house on fire. And so watching those, and like you say, we only had three channels plus eight. Uh, Channel 8, that was something we didn't watch. See, a lot of shows, though, that you had back Mm -hmm. in your day were realistic shows. Yeah. Nowadays. And that's the shows I like today, they're realistic shows. Those are the kind of shows I like today, Mm -hmm. too. But when I was growing up, a lot of the shows that I watched were cartoons. What? Smurfs. Actually, I never watched Smurfs. I did watch Blue's Clues. Mm -hmm. A lot of the stuff I watched was animated. Yeah. Uh, kids' shows were Pokemon, Digimon, Yu-Gi-Oh, all those kind of shows. They were all animated, and they all had mythical creatures in them, and they mm-hmm. had all these different... Now look at people we see that... You have furries, people that think they're animals mm. or creatures, because... No, James they, Evans wouldn't have had any of that. No, and but that's the thing, though, is you have... Kids back in my early years spent their time watching people be superheroes. Mm-hmm. Or, we had super friends. Well, but it was cartoons. the majority of the stuff you watched was realistic, real to life. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I was growing up, it was, or even still today, everything mm-hmm. is about superheroes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Marvel. I- Marvel is the highest, mm. highest grossing yep. franchise. I can, I can Star see that Re- real to life would be more influential because it's like something could actually happen versus uh, Superman, Spider-Man. But when that's all you have out there mm-hmm. to uh, be an influence to, mm-hmm. you that's what I'm saying. It's like you have Pokemon, Digimon, all mm-hmm. this anime that has creatures in it and people are trying to feel trying to turn into creatures yeah that's literally what, i mean that's what a furry is it's, oh i don't feel like i'm a human is, i feel like i'm a dog or a this wolf. is my influence here yeah so but the, but because we don't have real world influences mm-hmm. 
I mean, how... Own, owner television. Or well, no, I'm talking about real life. People don't have real life influences, whether it is a father, grandfather, mother, grandmother. We have too many people running out on families and not giving these children people to look up to and be an in in real life influence. But and you so we do, have some. The ones left around are your influences. But that's the thing, though. It has been proven that the same sex parental figure is the highest influence on a kid. Mm. So it's like for my uh, daughter, her biggest influence is going to be my wife. Mm -hmm. And for I have a son, it would I would be so can't remember the data, uh, but it's a significant part of our population that is going without having a second parental figure. Mm. Or they have a, uh, it's a same-sex couple, and so you have two of the same sex. You yeah. don't have that. I have the other. You don't have that influence of the mm-hmm. other one. They, so if a little girl had. If a little a girl had two dads. Dad, she's not going to have a female influence. I mean, both of those guys can be very effeminate, but, but that's not the same thing as having a woman in the house. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, so we've got to the part where influences are people and through my life i'm sure yours as well there's been a lot of people that's influenced you um some good some not so good and hopefully you try to rid yourself from the not so good influences that um you know we talked last week in the show that some of our early um, things that we remember are our parents. And again, when it comes to uh, influences in your life, you can think of your parents, your siblings, so on and so forth, that they have influenced you, will influence you throughout your life. And you should. You as a parent, me as a parent, are influencers as well. That's something that we will talk about. But right now we're talking about people who's influenced us through our lives. Uh, we know our family. But let's get to uh, people that maybe influenced us the wrong way. Did we have people in our life we look back now and think, man, that, that person was leading me down a not-so-good way. And I'm glad I got away from it. Maybe... Um, maybe drugs or alcohol was involved. Uh, you know, driving under the what? The influence. That's not legal. And it's it's not smart either. Well, it depends uh, on the influence of what? Alcohol. And so if you're driving under the influence of alcohol, driving down the road, police pulls you over, uh, chances are you're going to get locked up, uh, which is a good thing. It's a good it's a good thing. But driving under the influence. Think about what alcohol is. Um, stimulant or depressant. No, it's a depressant. Yeah. Depressant. And the stimulant's only in your mind. <laughs> you think it No, there are uh, stimulants out there. So if you're if you've had I don't know how many it takes to get you drunk, whatever that is. You're drunk, driving down the road, get pulled over by the cops. You're under the influence of alcohol. It's changed your mind, changed your perception of how you see things. And so 
Influence in general can and is able to do that. When we think about alcohol, which I'm not a drinker. I don't, I don't, I don't drink alcohol. I know people that do. And it, regardless if, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, it hasn't changed me. It changes who you are. It influences you in a whole other direction. Drugs, alcohol are influencers. And people, you know, when we're younger, when I was younger, I'm not around people now that's trying to get me to, to do illegal things. People that want to get you into their lifestyle are just, they're just lost in their own ways. They want to get somebody else in them. They want to influence you into their ways so maybe they can make fun of you and so they can still stop feeling sorry for themselves and they can make fun of you for it. But influencers in our lives, through, throughout our lives, they can be good. They can also be negative. And the negative influencers, hopefully, we can get away from. But let's talk about the good stuff. Good influencers in our lives. Um, if you look back, let's say a school, was there a school teacher that like, you're like, man, the second grade was the bomb. That was the year for me or whatever that is in your life. Uh, that teacher really influenced me to, to schoolwork and to work hard and to, you know, let's make A's. Uh, not like today where everybody makes A's, but in the day, the day when an A was earned, you know, I was a C student. <laughs> And that's where I was at. And that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. I was C, and that was good. That was passing. But, you know, I've always thought, well, let's. let's. No, continue. <laughs> you, you had a thought. Keep going with it. <laughs> it was way off uh, base, I think. Oh, inf- influences. In school, did you, do you remember an influence, influential school? Uh, School teacher, you had. And you're making me think. And it come off with a swing and a miss. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I was terrible in school. I just. I'm gonna go to the fifth grade, Miss Almond. Um, she was a. I don't know what it was about that year. Maybe my mind was just ready to learn, but it that in that grade, I seemed like I really just grasped everything. History was like, yeah, and English, man, boy, I just wanted more of it. I couldn't wait to go to school. And that wasn't me up to that point. You know, it was, I, I did the work and I drug through. But, boy, when I got to that grade, it was like, wow, this is this is fun. I enjoy that. So I, I accompany with her influence as uh, exciting. I, I, I enjoyed it at the time. Do you remember anything like that? Uh, I never had a teacher that was making me like. Oh. And I'm not sure it was her, but that's what I that's what I accompany it with. Well, I never had a teacher that really got me like excited about school. I had most of my teachers were. I went to a, I went to a Christian school, so schooling was important, but a lot of it was about living your life correctly, and so. I had I had a lot of Christian influences through all my teachers. Uh, I had I remember I remember a lot of my teachers. If we had a question about anything, they had no problem having a. I had an English teacher that had no problem taking the entire class period to 
either one on one or either to debate us on an idea or to just help us understand something that wasn't about that subject, whether it be I remember. So you look at that in a good light or yeah, not good light. Okay. When when you have a teacher that is there and actually cares about. Mm-hmm. More than like my teachers cared about whether or not we were doing good in school, but they also really cared about how we're living mm-hmm. and how we're living, quote unquote, right yeah. in the Christian sense. Mm-hmm. And so I just had a lot of teachers like that. I mean, one one teacher that jumped out to me wasn't just a teacher. I actually never had him for class. He was a coach, mm-hmm. and Coach Roberts. He he had no problem telling us how we were doing wrong or uh, how we needed to do something right. He cared about us doing good in school, but he had no problem with talking with us. Same thing with, uh, I had a Bible teacher, Mr. Dunn. He, he would have deep conversations with us, and he very knowledgeable in the Bible, so we could ask him, like even uh, historical things, and he was very knowledgeable on it. And you remember that? Oh, yeah. The, you know, the, the little things that we remember, I can probably name every teacher I ever had, if I stop for a second. Yeah, I can name every teacher, no doubt. But the special, the special ones, the influential ones, uh, and I had a couple that was influential in the other direction. That's how I do not want to be when I grow up. Really. One in particular, I'm not saying the name, but boy, I can think about her and think, hmm, that was not, I don't want to be like that. <laughs> I, want to be the, I want to be the opposite of that. I think everybody has that teacher has that. that they're like, mm-hmm. yeah. no. no. That's influential. Yeah. <laughs> don't be like that. But do you think... Um, do you think you're an influence? I mean, I am a father, so I'm influential to my children, but I don't see myself being an influence to well, I'm much tell anybody you what, else. You said a mouthful right there. You're an influence to your children. If you don't influence anyone else on this earth. My children. That's. I mean, that's what I'm going for is yes. I want to teach my children what I believe is right and wrong, mm. and I want to influence them to live correctly. At the same time, I want them to be able to be free to expand their minds. But I also don't want them to stray away from the straight path that I've set up for them. The foundation. The foundation that you help them build. Yes. Uh, to be an influence as... A dad. Um, I always took that very serious. Um, I've got, like I said, older children. One just graduated high school, the youngest one. And to be an influence on them, the, my daughter's a little bit older. But from their early ages, I was very knowledgeable that I was going to be an influence on their lives. And so I always tried to show them, not that I was perfect, because I make mistakes every day, not that I was perfect at all, but the fact of your grounding in who you are from, from the very bottom up. Um, after your foundation, 
Maybe some of the things in your life are just here today, gone tomorrow. But your foundation is always there. And what, what you build that on, if you build it on money, um, you know, boy, if I get this much money, I'll be happy. Or if I get this whatever, I'll be happy. That's not a good foundation. It'll make you happy for a minute, but it's not going to make you happy long term. And so with that being said, I was thinking about influences that I had in preachers. There was a couple that came to my mind that that really changed my my outlook on a lot of things. Uh, one in particular uh, that I uh, listened to for years, he uh, really influenced me in a good way and had my mindset, um, you know, preaching consistently, like raising children. If you're consistent with your children, you being the influence in their lives, if you're consistent, they see that. If you're up and down and sideways and this, that, and other, you know, they get that. But if you're consistent with them, um, and I think with friendships, if you're consistent in who you are, uh, people will see that. I think your influence will grow the more consistent you are. I could be wrong on that. That's just the way I look at things, though, is consistency wins every time in your influentialness. If that's a word, <laughs> it can be a word. We just made it a word. Influentialness. <laughs> Anybody, everybody can make up their own words these days. Sure, I just made one. There you go. Use it. Use it in a sentence. Influentialness. I like it. We are. Uh, here's one thing I want to say. This, today's the 26th of May. And I had a brother. Today's his birthday. And um, every year, I don't like go overboard. About, I just want to say he was a great influence on my life. And, to you know, on, on his birthday, it's, it's so special to uh, remember him. I think the one thing I tried to put on to social media today it didn't work you'll have to show me how that works i don't think it went on there so uh i need some influences on social media type things but i was thinking about how he influenced me good and not so good um but I, today i want to i want to um dwell on the good and um his work ethic this is after school <laughs> He wasn't a big fan of school. He didn't find that great influence. Well, no, I take it back. He did have a teacher in an elementary school that was a great influence. He really liked her. But all the rest of them hated him. Hated everyone. But after we got out of school and got to be young adults, watching his, in, his influence he had on me about his work ethic, his work to perfection, uh, which come to be not so good in his life, but to show me, hey, you know, we, we were we were working on a house, my house actually. And whenever whenever I bought it needed some work on it, not a lot. But um we were working on it one afternoon and afternoon went on tonight and it's getting cold. I'm ready to go in the house, give me some hot chocolate, take a shower, go to bed. He's like, No, we're not finished. Like, what do you mean we're not 
It's tomorrow. Tomorrow's a great day to finish something. He's like, no, no, we're going to finish it tonight. Like, really? Do we want to do that? I mean, going in the house, getting warm sounds like a way smarter idea. So he's like, no, you can go in. I'm going to finish it. I'm going to let him work by himself. So here I am. My fingers are numb. I'm freezing cold. He's like, we're putting this vinyl side on tonight. And we did. We put it on that night. We had lights outside. Neighbors like, go to bed. <laughs> but his work ethic is something that influenced me to this very day. Is, you know, you work as hard as you can. I'm older now. I'm not like I was when I was 25. I know that. I can't do things I did when I was 25. So I'm very mindful of working as hard as I can. Uh, whatever that looks like to somebody else, you know, I'm, I'm glad for you. But I think if you give everything you've got, everybody will appreciate that. The ones that, ones that matter. If you give your kids everything you've got, boy, you're what? What's that show? Bluey? I know your kids watch. They love that show. My daughter loves Bluey. And, and so you love it. So Bluey is an influence on your daughter. It's an influence on me. <laughs> You know enough about it, right? Yep. Uh, but I just want to say that about my brother. Today's his birthday, and that was, you know. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna feed off that. Yeah. A lot of people get influence from their older siblings. Some people get it from their younger siblings. I know for me, my older brother was a big influence on me. I always wanted to be just like my older brother growing up. And I mean that that was the good and the bad. I think that's a general concession a concession though. Don't you think most young guys want to be like their older brother? I'm guessing I did. Well, that, that's what did, I was getting so to. I'm wondering. It's, it, it goes back to the same sex type thing. Early like earlier, I was talking about how uh, girls will have a closer most of the time will have a closer relationship with the mother, mm -hmm. and the guys will have a closer relationship with the father. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that changes, but you, mm -hmm. that's usually the way it goes mm -hmm. because you look up to that same sex person because they can be a uh, indicator of where you want where to go. Where you're going to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, a younger sister looking up to an older sister, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Whereas like a younger sister looking up to an older brother – yeah, they can. It still has its has its. It, it has its things, but it's not it's not near the same as the relationship as a younger brother to an older brother, mm -hmm. or even a father to a son, a father mm -hmm. to a grandfather. I mean, those those relationships are so influential mm -hmm. to who we are as people. See, I was influenced. Um, my mom influenced me more. I thought at the time than my dad did. My dad worked a lot, a lot of overtime. Uh, my mom stayed home. So me and my brother was around my mom more than my dad. I didn't understand that as a kid. My influence was my mother because my dad was home late, up early. Never seen him. And worked a lot of weekends. So I look now and I think my dad was trying to provide the best he could. Wasn't asking anybody else for it. He was providing the best he could. And so the influence he gave me, I didn't understand until later in life. When I'm working, I'm providing. I didn't understand that. It's hard to understand as a kid 
And so those years are gone. You know, you don't go back and switch them up. And he wouldn't trade them for anything. He wouldn't put mom to work and say, I'm going to be an influence. <laughs> You're going to work. But I get it now. The influence he had on me, I didn't understand it until I got I got a lot older. Well, I think now we have just too many people that don't want to have that work ethic, and that's moving to their kids of not want. I mean, not wanting to work, and and that's going. That's showing with the younger generation and the younger. It's just. I see that, I mean, back when they started pumping drugs out in the community and people got so high on all these different kinds of drugs. And so these kids are seeing their parents not working, getting money from the state or the federal government, whatever, however they got money. And they're like, oh, this is how people are supposed to live. So they end up doing the same thing and teaching their kids. generational Mm -hmm. a lot of times when you see negative influence in your in your family it just continues yep Um, i mean there are there are times where people are like i want something better and they fight for something better but for the most part it's just people going along Mm -hmm. because that's That's what we've always done that's the influence in their life Mm -hmm. is oh well mama over here is on food stamps and we live fine with so many people i'm getting it too you ever heard the story where the no. the young girl um, asked her mother, why do you cut the chicken in half when you put it in the pan and cook it, throw the other half away? Because that's what my mom always did. And she says, I don't know. You have to go ask your grandmother. And grandmother says, I don't know. That's what my mom always did. Great grandma, why do you cut the chicken in half and throw the other half away? The only pan I had when we were young, it only held half a chicken. Yep. So sometimes we need to ask questions. (laughs) Why do we do things this way? And the problem is these days we have too many, we have too many people asking the wrong questions. You know, we've talked about it before, having opinions and having your voice and, and and all that's, you know, necessary to understand, but. At the end of the day, logic and, and common sense thinking, you would think come into play you would more think, often than but, it does. But that's the thing about influence is we have so many people that are influencing and saying, no, it's the bottom line. They're, they're influencing people to think, no, it's the bottom line denominator. Don't go don't go above it. The 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 bottom rung is all you need. to the lowest, yeah. And it's, it's just the lowest rung of the ladder. Not, don't strive for the top. Don't, yeah. <laughs> and so many people are. They get some new influencers. <laughs> but but that's the thing though is when you have when you have companies that are telling you that oh this only strive for this. Don't strive to be the best. Strive to be inclusive so everybody can join us down here at the bottom instead mm-hmm. of fight your way to the top. Yeah. You know, our brains are programmed to get comfortable. Mm -hmm. And so I know a lot of times they say, if you've driven to the same job for 20 years, um, you don't remember that drive. Your brain just does it. And I know that's that's true because I do that. 
And I think, man, I don't remember that six six mile stretch of the road. What happened? Your brain got comfortable. It knows the way. You're on autopilot. You're on autopilot. You're thinking about something else, and your body's just taking control. Just going on. Yep. So our brains are designed to get comfortable. Mm -hmm. We have to shake it up and say, "I'm not doing that, brain. I'm doing something that's out of my comfort comfort zone." Mm -hmm. Well, that's. I'm glad my parents let us go to Honduras when I was younger. Because it would have just been easy enough to let us stay home in our comfortable homes Mm -hmm. and just go about our summer. But just for one week out of our summer, we got to take what I'll say we got to take a week out of our summer Mm -hmm. and go down to Honduras. And that was some of the most fulfilling work I've ever been a part of Mm -hmm. helping these people that have next to nothing, having a hut built out of sticks that have fallen in the wood or uh, pallets that have fallen off trucks going to the next big city. They take the wood off and they use it as their house. Mm -hmm. Having an oven made of uh, clay Mm -hmm. or whatever material they can find, they've constructed some oven out of where they don't have uh, a lot of pan. They might have a single pan, if that, to cook with making tortillas on some flat surface that they can get heat to. Mm-hmm. These people have nothing. And so you go back to your, you come back home and you're just like, I've got too much. You had to instantly feel that I've got too much. Oh yeah. <laughs> but that, but that goes back to our brain starting to get comfortable yeah. again, where you get to the point, you get back into it. Mm-hmm. Man, I need, I need another whatever mm-hmm. and you can think about it but it's not the same it's not as the being same there as being there yeah yeah you need to be reminded in person mm-hmm. uh, but do you think your influence there was good Ex- expand on it i i just wonder sometimes cuz i've never been to a third world country to help i've come really close i i've always wanted to do that but I wonder, okay, when you leave Honduras and you, you come home, like you said, your brain in the beginning was like, man, I've got too much, and they don't have anything. And then all of a sudden, you know, days go by, weeks go by, months go by. You start to get back into your living. I wonder how their minds work as well. When you're there really receptive to what you're doing and maybe as you're gone they're rolling right back into their way of life and think "Eh, maybe get back to what i know i wonder i mean i'm just wondering out loud that's just the way i think is do you think your influence there was receptive uh, they were receptive to your influence i hope yes well, that, but I wonder. But that's the thing about going through like a church or something. You're mm-hmm. going down there to be an influence. Mm-hmm. But the Positive. Th- mm-hmm. Supposedly. But that's the thing, though, is no matter no matter if you're influenced, like building a house for somebody, mm-hmm. you want it to be a good you thing. really make me want to go. I'll be honest with you. I'm sitting here thinking I would really like to do that. 
Uh, I mean, I would love to go back, but that's the thing about our country is companies are influenced to Mm -hmm. make the top dollar they can. So here, America's different. They don't have to offer so much vacation time. Our here in America, they don't have to offer vacation. Mm-hmm. But you could just go. You could. Yeah. But if you go, that's that money out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. And majority of people in the United States are living paycheck to paycheck. Well, that brings me to our number one influencer. Money. God. Oh, God. But <laughs> in America. God lot- has influenced me over my life. Um, you know times when I did not want to be influenced. Um, that's still small voice in your head. Mark, you don't need to do that. Or Mark, you need to do this. I can tell you, when I returned to church as an adult, it wasn't because I wanted to. My wife was going alone. And I wasn't going. I didn't want to go. Well, I, tooth and nail, like a six-year-old. I'm not going. I'm not going. I was telling me the whole time, we need to be going. Why? And I did. And boy, as soon as I stepped through the doors, this is where I need to be. This is where I need to be. It's not so much I couldn't hear from home. I needed to be around like-minded people and see how it let other people influence me in a good manner. Um, At that time, it was her. And that was my connection with the church. And so... Thank, thank God for working through her. God will use people in your lives to influence you. You need to be receptive to listen. Um, you know, like I say, I didn't want a part of it. But boy, was that a great decision. Um, Growing up, my parents forced me to go to church. And then it gets to the point where I'm wanting to go. That's where you want it to be. You want to be a want to, not a have to. Well, then once I get out of my parents' house, I'm married, it just becomes a routine thing. But then after being out of mom and dad's house and being like, oh, I don't have to do this. Mm -hmm. And now I'm to the point where I want to go. Mm -hmm. I need to go. Yes. That's where I'm blessed to have my wife. Mm Mm-hmm. I can set as many alarms as I possibly want. <laughs> and those, those alarms, alarms right? ain't going to get me up. <laughs> now my wife drop kicking me out of my bed. That was, that's an influencer. That's yes. an influencer. Yep. When I was real young and we went to church with mom and dad, my brother, um, you know, that to me at the time, when I talked to earlier on, when we started talking about music, I loved to hear church music. That was an influencer. For me, early, early on, before the Ralph Emery show come on, I know that predates you, Chris. The Ralph Emery show on the three channels we had. The what show? Ralph Emery. I've never heard of that. Okay. Look that up sometime on your internet contraption. <laughs> before he came on, there was a show on. I do not know the name. This was early in the morning. Okay, this is early in the morning. Um, that they sang really uplifting music, and I love to hear that. And boy, it was just like, wow, this is good stuff. And I felt that way when I went to church, uh, you know, um, clapping hands and just enjoying. 
enjoying the experience. And then, you know, as a teenager, we got away from going. Family did, so of course I did. But as a young adult, getting in, the music got me. The preaching really got me. But those influences and the people I met, you know, we talked about uh, school influences we had. The influences I have people at church, good and bad. You know, you can run into both. Just It's the world for you. You can run into good, you can run into bad influences. And I look, I look back now and think, man, um, all the influences I've had on my life. I was going to say, hearing about who knows how many years you're going to look back, I can't believe he influenced me to do this <laughs> podcast. That Chris, you know, he influenced me in a good way, in a good way. Uh, yeah. Sometimes it takes. You say that now. It takes. It, yeah. We've got to find. We got to figure out who our influences are. Look at them and figure out which ones are the good influence, which ones are the bad influence. Because we need to take the bad influences and get rid of them. And I mean, I guess it depends on your way of thinking. What's a good influence? What's a bad influence? What if the bad one's your wife? That's a hard question. <laughs> I mean, that, that that's, that's legit. A, yeah, it's a legit. For your husband, you know, your husband can be a terrible mm-hmm. influence, and it's just you can't get rid of that. No, you, you can't. Well, I mean, all I know is of the Christian religion, there are consequences for all that without certain stipulations. And it's just... a whole lot there didn't say anything. But you've got to figure out what the influences are and Mm -hmm. whether or not they're good, bad, indifferent... You need more good, at least you need more good influences to counter. good to outweigh the bad. Yeah. Yeah. But then again. Life in general is that way. (laughs) But that's what I was getting at. But then again, you have to figure out what's good, what's bad. And And it's really influencing you. You know, maybe, maybe there's people in your life and they're not influencing you at all. They're just, they're just there. Maybe you're a bad influence on them. That's exactly right. You could be a good influence on them. You're good. Uh, but you, you could be a bad one. Yeah. And, uh, and you never want to be a bad influence mm-hmm. to your kids. So, I mean, you have to mm-hmm. think about that, too. You, you know, know, I think um, showing my kids my anger side, uh, especially when they were younger. I mean, I don't get upset very often. But when I do, uh, it's, it's not good. But showing them that, like, man, that's not a good influence. But you know, I'm human, uh, and that's that's one place that I I fall short. And like I say, a handful of times in my life. But that that showing them your mad side could have been a bad influence, but it could also be a good influence. It, like you said, could be a good influence of them seeing you are human. Mm-hmm. Everyone has flaws. Everyone yep. makes mistakes. Yep. It doesn't make you any worse of a person. Mm-hmm. I need to recognize that is. Not good, you know. Yes. Uh, some people take it as, as an honor, you know. I, well, if you back me in the corner, I'm going to come out swinging. And they take that like, you know, you better watch me. Really, that's a joke. Don't go around saying to folks how rough and tough you are. You just let them figure it out. All right, guys. We'll see you later. See you later. Bye. Cut that out, please. <laughs>